This past week, I had a visitor who stayed with me for about four days. And because I had this guest, whenever I was saying a mass publicly, the daily scheduled masses, he would concelebrate. And because of that, I had to introduce him to the people. I had to share who he was and where he was from and why he was here. Because people wanted to know. They saw this person in the sanctuary and wanted to know who he was. So my friend, Father Jeffrey, from Jefferson City, Missouri, was a friend of mine when I was in college seminary down in Missouri. And so he came to visit, and one day I'll return the favor. And I had the opportunity then to introduce him to several different people. I think really if we think about it, that's what's happening in our gospel today, that Jesus wants to introduce himself to the disciples. He asks that question, who do people say that I am? And then they respond. And then Jesus introduces them to Peter with a new name. It's this exchange of names that is happening. Who are you? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I think oftentimes we associate Jesus as a person of history, and rightfully so, because as we hear week after week in the gospel, we hear the story of Jesus, that he was announced by an angel and born of a virgin, and then they lived, they went into Egypt and came back, and we know his story, his public ministry too, in which he goes about and he heals and teaches and does so many different things. So we know a lot about Jesus and we know who Jesus is, but I think that there can be a divine introduction for us this weekend, that we can come to know Jesus on a more closer and intimate and personal level to be the Lord of our life. And really that question, who do you say that I am, is a question that really we can be asked. And what is it that we would say who Jesus is for us? I really think that's something we can pray about, and I'm going to suggest maybe five different ways that we can look at the person of Jesus and allow that to be a guide for our own personal prayer and conversation with the Lord. The first is, is that I think Jesus is our friend, that the God of the universe who became one like us in all things but sin wants to be our friend. And just as we have our own friends, like I had Father Jeffrey who came, and because he was here, we talked, and when, you know, we're far distant places away, we can talk on the phone, that we'll have different conversations. And just as you have your own friends, maybe from high school, from college, maybe from work, or wherever it is, you have a unique conversation with those people. Maybe you share with them things you wouldn't share with others. Maybe you share the joys or the sorrows, whatever it is that you're going through. I really think that we can relate to Jesus then on this level as friend, to be able to have an intimate conversation with the Lord, to share whatever's going on in our life. I've been listening to an audiobook for a project I'm working on, and uh, it's the biography of Mother Angelica, the foundress of EWTN. And one of the things that's really struck me as I listen chapter after chapter is that whenever she had a problem, she knew what to do. She went to the church, and she knelt down, and she told Jesus just as it was, shared her dismay, her anger, whatever it was, that she was very candid and very bold with the Lord. I think that's how we can be with a friend, and the Lord is no exception. So we can have that conversation with the Lord as our friend. Jesus also is the giver of all that is good. He is the mediator, as we hear elsewhere in the gospel, between God and man. 
And so the Lord obtains for us and bestows upon us many graces and many blessings. So just as we go to him as a friend, then, we can turn to Jesus in our time of need. Maybe it's for someone we know who has a medical issue. Maybe it's for someone else that we want to pray for them. And so we go to the Lord Jesus and share, what, share whatever it is about them or, or whatever intention we have, confident that he is the giver of all that is good. Thirdly, Jesus is our healer. And of course, people do need healing, like I said, from medical diagnoses, but there's also a different type of healing that I think each one of us needs. That maybe there's a healing that has to happen between our family relationships, that our families are broken, that there's been some wound or some separation. And that's something that we bring to the Lord and say, Lord, you healed so many in scriptures. Can you grant me healing in this way? Maybe for some, it's a hurt relationship with the church. Then maybe some way the church has wronged you. And that's a, an opportunity to invite Jesus, the healer, in there. And to say, help, help me overcome this. Heal whatever wound is there so that I might have a better relationship with the church. And so to approach the Lord in prayer as a healer, because that's truly who he is. Jesus is also our Savior and our Redeemer. And because he is our Savior, because he came like us in all things, he came to redeem us, not only from the original sin, but from all sin, from all things that hurt our relationship when we choose not to follow the ways of the Lord. And in our own life then, to approach the Lord, to identify, to be introduced to him as the Redeemer and Savior, acknowledging that maybe I was a little angry, maybe I was short with this person, maybe I gossiped or took God's name in vain, we can approach Jesus for forgiveness in that area, to allow him to redeem us as he redeemed us from the cross, to approach for forgiveness. Now, when we ask the Lord to forgive us for whatever wrong, that's no substitute for the sacrament of reconciliation, but it's kind of the beginning process to approaching the Lord for the celebration of that sacrament. As we will speak a little later at the end of Mass about the sacrament of reconciliation, you can check the bulletin because this week I announced uh, more regular confession times that will take place Sunday mornings before the morning Mass and then also on Tuesday evenings before the evening daily Mass. Just a way for us to approach Jesus who is our Redeemer and Healer and Savior and to be asked to be healed of sin and to have that relationship restored with the Lord. Lastly, we call Jesus Lord. We say it so often. And what that meant, especially in the time of the Roman Empire, when someone was called a lord, it was really a military term. It was meant to say that I take an oath of fidelity to you. I pledge my life in service to you. And that's what we say when we call Jesus Lord. That's what Peter says as he proclaims Jesus Lord of all, that I make a commitment. And maybe in our daily prayer, we approach the Lord and say, this day, I want to commit myself to doing this, or this week, I, w I want to pledge myself in service in this way, to make some sort of commitment with the Lord. These are the various ways that we can approach Jesus to be divinely introduced to, to him, to have that one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with the Lord as our friend, as the giver of all that is good, as our healer and redeemer, and lastly, as the one who is the Lord of our lives. So I hope that this week, maybe, you'll have an opportunity to talk to the Lord and maybe identify with one of those titles, to be able to have that conversation, 
because that's really what prayer is, coming to know who Jesus is. And like Peter then, we'll be able to give our own answer. Who do people say that I am? I'm sure each one of you have a unique answer for yourselves.